This is the Everything Weight Loss Podcast with Shari Ware, where we talk about everything, all things, anything to do with weight loss, health, and wellness. Today, I would like to introduce Tim Hyde, who is Australia's leading authority in CRM and marketing automation for small businesses and helps business owners find and fix the holes in their customer's journey where the money leaks out. That sounds really good to me. Over the last 21 years, Tim has worked with almost 1,000 clients in 23 countries, helping them build automated marketing machines that help them win more clients more often in less time. There's a whole lot to love about that whole statement. Um, So the very first question, oh, first of all, welcome, Tim. It's nice to have you here. Thanks, Shari. Great to be here. And uh, hello to all the listeners today. The very first question I'm going to ask you is, what is your superpower? Oh, my God, my superpower. Um, well, you know, clearly not flight or anything like that because that would be really cool. I reckon I've got oh, maybe two superpowers. Right? My first superpower is that I am really good at deconstructing food when I eat it to work out what the ingredients are. Okay. I know that's really... That's really weird. Every time I watch cooking shows, then they do those blind tastings, right? That's my jam. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there must be a competition for that. There's got to be a good use for that. I know. Look, you know, compared to, say, invisibility or mind reading or whatever it might be, it's probably not up there in terms of useful superpowers, but it's not a bad one. Um, look, my other superpower is really working with businesses and finding where the, the money leaks out. And I think that... You know, we make it really hard on ourselves as business owners. Um, we do things that I think are, you know, outside the norm. We're the crazy ones, I guess, that, um, that Steve Jobs talks about in his in his bio um, that really want to take control of our environments and to change our worlds, right, whether that's just our, the world for our immediate family or the world uh, around us. You know, we're, we're the ones that sort of put us out there and take those risks for the rewards that, that those, um, those changes can create. And for so many business owners, we find it very difficult. Obviously, we've got this perpetuated myth about, you know, all small businesses failing within the the first five years or or most of them. The reality is it's not true. We just don't have all the tools available to us to succeed. And, um, you know, if we look at the real statistics, only 15% of businesses end up in a worse position than when they started with after five years. A lot of people just burn out because we just don't have the resources available to us. We're trying to create this 10,000-piece puzzle of our vision without all the pieces and without the box. Mm, wow. And, and and my superpower is looking at that landscape and going, well, these are the pieces that are missing that you need to do to create what that picture is supposed to look like. Which is really important because I know as a business owner, it's quite often it's not that we're not prepared to do what we need to do, but sometimes it's that we don't know what it is that we need to do to get the results. So that's where you would come in. That's right. So one of my clients, you know, after we finished working, we said we just didn't know what we didn't know. And, they're, you know, they're a multi-award-winning, very successful business, and now they're sort of going from strength to strength. So just didn't know what they didn't know. It was never pointed out to them where the holes were. And yeah. that, that's, a, that's a challenge that, that many businesses face um, when we, as we grow our businesses. We just don't know what the next steps are. We don't have this, you know, hive mind of 
collective knowledge about what to do at any particular point. You know, for every business owner that's going through their journey right now, no one's ever been where you have been before in your business at this time in your life with all the environmental factors that we've got going on right now. You know, the COVID technology, you know, economic mix. No one's ever been where you are right now. You're a, you're a trailblazer. So if you're yeah. listening and thinking this is hard, that's, that's because you're the first person to ever be where you are in your business. Yeah. All the business advisors in the world, you know, we've, we've done very similar things, but we've never been where you are right now with your particular set of skills and resources. Wow, that's that's something that a lot of people don't think of, is it? So, right, so then I'm going to ask you, what are the biggest mistakes that you see most business owners making? Um, probably the biggest one is that we uh, forget that um, our clients, uh, we're not in B2B or B2C or anything like that. We're, we're in the human-to-human game, all right, and our clients want and need relationship with relationships with us um it's up to us to drive those relationships because if we don't drive them they won't exist okay because our clients have other things on their plate um and it's a bit like i'm not using the example and i know other marketers will use the same example quite quite regularly it's a bit um like you know getting married to your significant other now if you're not married like this is a as a sort of lesson learned if you are you know you will see some parallels here, but we go to a we go to a pub, we meet someone across the room who looks pretty attractive. We invite them for a drink, and then we say, "Hey, come to the dance floor, and let's go to the booth, and you know, let's go and have a picnic and chocolates and flowers and all sorts of stuff." And we build a relationship with that person. But often, what happens in our personal lives is we forgo all the other relationships that we could be building to focus on that one, because it's very difficult to build lots and lots of relationships at the same time. We can try it. Uh, usually our significant others are too fond of that. But, <laughs> okay. but it's very difficult to maintain lots of relationships at the same time. That's why we have this sort of, you know, this sphere of number of real friends we have. It, it never really grows. It doesn't matter who it is. We might have lots of acquaintances, right, but we sort of remember a certain number of people. We have a certain number of relationships that are really dear to us. And, again, it doesn't matter who you are. There's a, there's a limit to the number of relationships that you can maintain because you just run out of time, right? You run out of brain capacity to do it all. Yeah. Um, we onboard those relationships, in particular with our significant other, with uh, an engagement party, a wedding and a honeymoon. When they're ready, when we sense that they're ready, we obviously we pop the question and say, hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, you're my best friend, blah, blah, blah. Let's spend the rest of our lives together. Um, and then we say these things like, let's spend the rest of our life together and then forget all the things that after... <laughs> You know, divorce rate says we forget all the things mm. after a marriage. That means we maintain this relationship, like anniversaries and chocolates and compromise and, and give and take. And these relationships are very similar to how we manage our business relationships. We find a client, we move them along our journey, we help them with certain things. At a certain point, we when we think they're ready, we pop the question and they're convinced that we're the one that can help them we have an onboarding ceremony, which is where we deliver our value and, you know, some of maybe of our, our onboarding experience. And then if we want that relationship to be ongoing, we need to remember that it's still a relationship there. Otherwise, we go back to the drawing board and we start again. Now, for a lot of businesses, one of the mistakes we make is forgetting this dynamic. 
And as a result, we're constantly going back to the market to try and find new relationships rather than keeping the ones we've already got. And when they, you know, when you hear uh, things like saying it costs you ten times as many, as many, as much money to win a new client as keep an existing one, right? Just think of that dating paradigm. We've got to go on an awful lot of dates in order to be able to get married. You don't have to go on a lot of dates to stay married. Wow. I know that you've said that people, a lot of marketers use the same example. And yes, I I have heard that example before, but you went into it in a lot more depth uh, and took that relationship a lot further um, than what I've ever heard before. So thank you. I know that that's going to help a lot of people. Um, So given that, what what are the steps that people need to take? What would be like one or two or maybe three of, of the of the initial steps that people need to take in their business journey? Yeah. Look, I think that, I think there's there's probably five things right, that we need to kind of look at. And I have a, usually have a sort of four-step process, but there's five things we really need. Firstly, it's a source of traffic, right? We need to put we need to be in the right pond for our ideal avatar. As much as I'd love to date Charlize Theron, she's my ideal avatar. Right? I'm not sure that necessarily I'm Charlize's, although Charlize, I'm very funny uh, if you ever want to go on a date, okay? <laughs> awesome. Um, I'll bring the wife if that's okay too. All right, <laughs> just so she can chaperone me. Um, so first thing, second thing is we need the hook, right? We have to be in the right, not just in the right pond, but we want to have the right bait to actually attract that that avatar okay so if i was in you know in the movies or super successful businessman maybe charlise would be interested okay maybe not who knows we then need our crm and our crm or we talked about that earlier our crm is our customer relationship management system it's a piece of technology that records and manages all the information we know about all of our customers i did a a keynote earlier this year uh, where i talked about um, and I challenged the audience to said, you know, raise your hand if you know 10 people, right? And people are like, I thought people were going to say I was like, you know, 500 or something. Or <laughs> I said, no, no if, you know, if you know 10 people, just raise your hand. If you're listening to this right now, just raise that little hand in your mind and said, okay, I know 10 people. Now leave it up if you all know, also know there's 10 people's birthdays. Yep. Well, how are you going there? You got, do you think you still know 10? 10 birthdays? Oh, I'd be struggling probably. Okay. Well, let's say let's say you do. Ten birthdays. Yeah. Okay. Yep, okay. Maybe that's immediate family. I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now add their favourite colour. Oh, now you've lost me. <laughs> colour that you see them every time you see these people. That's the colour they're wearing. Yeah. Wow. See? That's just three pieces of information, and yet what we know about our clients is that the more information we can know about them the more likely we can have that personalised one-on-one conversation and help them with their specific problem, okay? And that's where our CRM comes in really pop because it it captures all this information. Now, CRM and marketing automation often used in the same sentence these days. Marketing automation is the use of technology to leverage the information we know about our customers and trigger either internal workflow or communication that is timely and relevant and Personal. Automation is not supposed to be impersonal. And if you see it being impersonal, like to the householder in your letter, it's impersonal. If we know their name, put their name in it. Okay? It has to be personal. Right? And obviously we need a means of taking money and we need a means of sort of delivering our programs 
and services and products to people as well. Right? So those are the five things we need to be successful in business. If you're missing any of those, you're in real trouble. I see clients all the time who refuse to take credit card. God's sake, please take credit cards. Make it easy for people to give you money and they're more likely to do so. Now, in terms of the stages, what we need to do is look at that customer journey and firstly assess where the holes are. The success of your business right now is not based on, it's based on what people do everything you want them to do. They came to your website, awesome. They contacted you, awesome. They turned up to their sales call, awesome. They said yes, awesome. They gave you the money nice and easy in the payment method you preferred, great. And then you onboarded, awesome, okay? But the real success of your business is in the opportunities that you leave behind. And what we wanna do is assess the size of the holes through our customer journey. How many people bounced away? And how do I keep them on my conveyor belt? Right? How many people turned up and what do I do with the ones that didn't? I just did a podcast earlier today about managing a pipeline. And so many of us try to manage our sales pipeline in our email inbox. <laughs> okay. Now, if you're yeah. like me, you're getting 100 emails a day. And the email I sent out three days ago that said, hey, just come back to me. Here's my proposal. That's now on page four or five of my inbox. I've lost it, yeah. okay? And if they don't come back to me, I'm not making a sale, okay? But again, whose responsibility it is to drive the outcome of our business? It's ours. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the first thing, we want to assess the holes. Second part we need to do is build our capability and infrastructure to plug those holes and then give us leverage, okay? So that's where marketing automation tech comes in, that's where our skills in, in marketing come in. All right, your business right now is not what you think it does. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so if you're a plumber, okay, nope, you don't do plumbing. You are a marketing company that delivers plumbing. If you're an accountant, you're a marketing company that delivers accounting services. If you're a business coach, you're a marketing company that delivers business coaching solutions, business advice. We need to change the way we think about how we do our business because our marketing is like oxygen. The more oxygen we get, the more we can breathe, right? The better it is for our body, which is our, our business, our marketing machine. Yeah. Right? And the purpose of it is to turn attention into dollars, not customer outcomes, is to turn attention into dollars. Customer yeah. outcomes is a byproduct of what our business does. And hopefully we deliver those in a way that gets people really excited, gives them the outcome they came in for, and they tell everyone about it. Yeah. You've got to get them in there first and you've got to keep, you've got to make them happy and deliver. That's right. So, okay. And, right. Yeah. Assess the holes, build the capability that plugs the infrastructure, okay, that plugs the holes, right? So that's skills, infrastructure, whatever you need to systemise and proceduralise your business. And if you haven't read... The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Go and get a copy right now and read it. It's compulsory reading for business owners, in my opinion. Okay. Third part is to create leverage. Once we've got our framework, now we can get out of our business and start to be business owners. Stop being self-employed. If you find yourself hitting a glass ceiling right now, it's because you are trying to do everything. Mm. Okay. A lot of people do. A lot of people have all those hats on. That's right. Now, if you want to make... Um, you know, I'm just going to get my calculator out here. If you want to sort of make, pick a number, Shari. What's a number? How much money would you like to make a year? Let's be, uh, let's be modest. Let's call it 200000 That's a good yeah. return on effort. Okay. Yeah. That's more than you get in a day job. Okay. That's a nice, yeah. little, that's a nice little reward for 
all your hard work. We're going to work standard 48-week year, and we're going to work 40 hours a week. Okay, So your time is worth $104.16 an hour. Yeah. Now, if you're not, if you're doing $15 an hour tasks, mm. what are you not going to get to? Yeah, it's okay. costing you a lot of money. It's costing you a lot of money. A, it's not making you the two hundred thousand, right? Or you're not working those holidays. You're not you're not working those hours. Yeah. Okay. Get rid of those activities off your plate. Eliminate them altogether. Delegate them to a cheaper resource. Okay. Or a more dollar effective resource. Yeah. Okay. Or automate them. And when I yeah. say dollar effective resource. Right? I'm not going to write legal contracts, even though my lawyer is apparently more expensive. Yeah. It would take me five hours to write what they can write in one hour. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Likewise, your website. Right? Give it to a developer. Yeah. They'll do it much faster and effectively than you will do. And they'll probably yeah. get a better outcome as well. Yeah, good advice. And the last part is actually looking at evolving. How do you evolve your business? Right? What are the things that we need to look at? Now we've got – now we've got – you know, an assessment where our weaknesses are. We've built the infrastructure and capabilities and skills to sort of fill those. We've created leverage with our partners, with our customers, with our automation, with our communication, and created more opportunities. What are we going to evolve? How's our business evolve as a result? Because we're going to have more predictability and scalability. We will have more time because it delivers a more consistent outcome, right? Which ultimately allows us to create the vision for our life that we actually wanted from going into business in the first place. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So okay. Those, those are the four steps. Five things you need, four steps. Awesome. Okay. So um, do you have any resources that people can access that will help them? Absolute ton of resources. There are a few on my website right now. So if you go to winmoreclients.com.au forward slash resources, you'll see a bunch of resources there. Um, or if you just want to connect and have a chat, reach out winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Um, happy to have a chat and uh, and see how we might be able to sort of help you develop a plan to to automate and your business and get out and do whatever it is you wanted to do. Awesome. Um, one, I, I have one last question, but before I ask that question, um, I work in the space of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so is there anything different that apply, that you would say in your experience from what you do applies to a health and wellness uh, business uh, compared to any other business? No. Awesome. No, I think, to be honest, I think they're exactly the same. Certainly the things we will use will be different, okay? So if you're in a health and wellness business, you may not necessarily be on LinkedIn. You might be using Facebook. You might be using Lumpy Mail, that sort of stuff. You're going to, you know, you might do more face-to-face -face workshops depending on the nature and style of your business. So the, the tactical implementations can be a little bit different, but the process we take our customers through is not going to be. Yeah, perfect. All right, so if there is one big thing that people need to know that you want them walking away from listening to this today, what would it be? Well, I'd like to be, I'm going to be cheeky here and say, if you know Charlotte, this is number given to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. Um, look, a couple of things that I've already sort of alluded to. Firstly, that you are not in the business of what you think it is, you're in the business of marketing, whatever, whatever it is that you do. Your product or service is just how you deliver an outcome, but you're a marketing business first and foremost. Okay, Think of yourself like that. Um, and if you're not focusing time on your marketing every single day, your marketing and sales, right, you will always find yourself stuck 
and struggling to take that next that's level that next level that's the first um takeaway i want to sort of leave people with um the second one is if you don't know ask right reach out to uh an expert in your field and and get some advice right it'll be the um, I can't recall who said it. It's um, it's stuck with me. But the cheapest of the, the most expensive advice you'll ever get is free advice from a poor man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Be that rich business owner who spends money to save time. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. You have given so much um, value, people, things that people can truly implement and and um, help them on their journey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Sharon. It's been fabulous to be here and um, I hope everyone gets some value out of that. Yep. And I'll make sure that I pop all of the links in the show notes uh, so that people can go access those resources super easy. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Remember to check out the show notes and if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you've received value from this podcast, make sure to subscribe and I'd love you to rate and review the show. Have a fabulous day.